Good morning, folks. On today's program, we have representatives from the Juno Economic Development Council. In the first part, we're joined by their STEM education coordinator, Allison Cooper. Good morning. Good morning. So tell us about STEM education. What does it stand for? Uh, Well, STEM would be science, technology, engineering, and math, um, which is pretty pretty broad topic because much of what we do is involving STEM in ways we don't think about. So uh, we really want to get kids involved with uh, uh, STEM in ways that will help them in the future, whether they go into STEM careers or not. But we need to have um, kids that are comfortable um, working with technology and um, thinking about things uh, in a way that um, is uh, logical and uh, systematic and um, where they can problem solve and uh, uh, work through challenges. And uh, those are the kinds of things that STEM uh, education uh, works works into kids. So that leads a little bit into what's going on with FIRST in Alaska. Ah, so it tell does. Us, tell us about that program. Okay, well, um, FIRST uh, is a, well, it stands for for inspiration and recognition of science and technology. And um, it's a robotics program. It's worldwide uh, in in about 110 countries, kindergarten through um, high school. And uh, uh, it is run um, in uh, Alaska. JEDC is the coordinator for uh, FIRST. So we handle... um, first lego league for kids that are in kindergarten through eighth grade um and then first tech challenge is uh, a little bit larger robots and those are seventh through 12th graders and so we run that program all over the state um and so in there they you know they're building robots um I think my favorite quote from the founder is we don't use kids to build robots we use robots to build kids so they're learning um you know the the science parts of it with the building and a, and a programming and things like that but they're also learning to, to work as a team and problem solve and figure things out and work through challenges and and fail and and uh and figure out that failing is not so bad and because they learn a lot from that and, and they figure out what went wrong and how to how to fix it and, and they move on so and, and as a coach that that quote must have rung to you in a way huh um, yeah, I love I love that um, that quote, and and that's really what we're doing. We we work with kids all the time. Um, I co- I coach for Lego League. Uh, I've been doing that for more than a dozen years, um, and then now I run a program, and I get to see coaches all over the the state. And I mean, all over the state, we've got ADAC, and we've got uh, North Slope teams. Um, uh, I got to go out to Bethel this last year and see the teams that come in from those villages. That was fun. Um, and we've got them all over the place, and they're just uh, working with kids. And you see the growth in these kids, and it's it's pretty pretty impressive. All over the place. It, it sounds like they were all over the place, given the recent championship. Yes. So I just got the uh, privilege of going out to Houston for the world championship, which which was canceled the last two years. So it was really cool to finally get to go see this. So we had kids from all over the world um, coming in, and they were so excited. And so a great big venue in Houston, and there were more than 750 teams of various levels in there, and they were just 
pumped and loud. And the idea with the robotics program with, with first is it is it's a sport and they treat it like a sport and the announcers treat it like a sport and the cheering and the costumes and the fans and the mascots. And it's just a very big, loud, exciting sport with a bunch of kids using their brains to make things happen. Um, and so we had three teams down there. We had uh, a first Lego League team from Fairbanks and Gadget Girls, uh, an idea team. We had a team from um, Matsu Career Tech that went down to Siberian Tigers. Actually did extraordinarily well. Uh, they made it to the semifinals. And then we had a team from West High School's Cyber Wing. Um, and they got to go down there. They did really well, too. Uh, first Tech Challenge team. So two high school teams. Um, and then we had three individual uh, kids that were recognized down there. One went, um, and uh, all from Southeast, uh, amazingly. So there's a, something called a Dean's List, and three, Alaska, uh, actually each region, m- most regions are allowed to, to only uh, choose three kids. And Alaska had three. All of them happened to be from Southeast, although none of the None of the folks that were choosing were from Southeast. So one was from uh, Skagway, and then two from Thunder Mountain High School. We had uh, Aiden, uh, Thunder Mountain High School teams, Aiden Peaton, um, and then uh, Chrissy uh, Colbeth. And so they were both recognized down there, uh, Dean List finalists. Um, and then uh, one of the kids from West High School was actually a Dean's List winner last year, and, and so it was really cool that he got to go see it finally. Uh, that is... They, they choose 10 kids from the entire world from all of First Tech Challenge. And so we had one of those winners last year, and that was really neat. Um, well, so any, anyone ever shows up on a resume and says that they were a Dean List, Dean's List finalist, yeah, that's the kid you want right there. It's quite the thing to hang their hat on. It is. Well, congratulations to the students for making it that far. On another note, you have STEM summer camps coming up. We do have STEM summer camps, and they are cranking up right now. Uh, we just opened registration for the Lego camps. We'll have some more camps um, set up. There, we're still working on details for those uh, for the older kids. Um, but the Lego camps are open, and we have new robots. I know that because they just landed in my office yesterday. Um, but the new Spike Prime robots for the older kids and then Spike Essential for the younger ones. They're just, they're bright. They're new technology. Um, and they're going to be really fun to play with this year. Um, so camp is at Thunder Mountain. Um, and for the younger kids, it's mostly camps are second to fourth grade for them. Um, but I, there's one camp that's going to be first and second graders. So we did have one for, for, for the younger one. Um, and those camps run from 10 to 3. I'm going to check my notes because I want to make sure I don't get that wrong. 10 to 3. And then the older camp, the one that's like first Lego League challenge, if you're seeing the tournaments and, and that sort of stuff, it's that age. Um, those are for fourth to eighth graders. And those run from nine to four, and those are all at Thunder Mountain. And with these camps, what does the agenda look like? What does what is a STEM summer camp? Well, so we kind of focus it on the robot, but with a lot of other things in there. So the kids will build um, 
build a robot and program it. The older camp is a lot of programming. Um, the younger kids are going to build and program different things, um, different projects. Um, the older ones run through a series of all kinds of different programming things. So you're going to learn a lot of cool things they can make that robot do. Um, but there are uh, we've got a program director who's pretty pretty smart at coming up with some fun STEM activities and games and and projects. So I don't know what she's got up her sleeve this year, but the new um, first Lego League season challenge is going to be about first energized and super powered is the theme. And I'm going to make a bet that she'll play off of that. And there'll be some, some things that have to do with energy or super powered. Um, so I anticipate a really, really fun camp season there. And I understand you don't do this alone. No, don't do this alone. We have some camp counselors. We have some returning camp counselors, but we're looking for some more camp counselors. So um, if anyone is interested, I'm looking for some interested, uh, enthusiastic 14 and up um, counselors. It is a paid position. And um, they can email me at acooper at jedc.org. And I will give them some information about that. and yeah, we're looking for a few more counselors. They need to be fun, fun with kids, working with kids, and interested in STEM. And what does enrollment look like typically? I'm sorry. What does uh, what, what does enrollment look like typically? How many kids would you say? So are, we're going to top out the younger camp at 15 and the older camp at 20. So that'll be the maximum on those camps. Gotcha. Is there mm-hmm. anything you'd like that? Um, you know what? We're looking for some sponsors. We want camp sponsors. And so there is a link on the um, the web. And actually, you can register for camp. At, uh, the, the website is www.jedc.org slash STEMAK. So you can register for camp there. You can also sponsor camp. We've had some really generous businesses last year that sponsored us, and we're going to need that again. Um, and also, I mentioned these new robots. Um, we had to buy these new robots because the old ones were um, are no longer supported by uh, Lego Education. Um, but in order to pay for these new robots, we're asking for the community to sponsor a robot. So this is an opportunity for um, individuals or businesses to step uh, step in and sponsor a robot. We're going to label the robot and the um, box and and with the company. Uh, logo or individual's name and it'll be there for camp it'll be there for whatever school team is using that robot next season and for years to come so that's a way for the community to have their make their mark on stem education in juno here for the next few years i'd imagine you'd like that sooner rather than later i would love to have that it would be great to finish this camp season with all those robots sponsored that would be cool well thank you allison We'll be back with all you need to know about the Maritime Festival this weekend, so stay tuned. And we're back with JEDC Programs Officer Alex Raybeck. Good morning. This year's Maritime Festival's right around the corner. So for our listeners, Alex, tell us where and when this festival will be held. Yeah, so this Saturday, can't miss us, we'll be down at the Paradovich Plaza starting at 11 a.m. till 5 p.m. 
full lineup of activities, vendor booths, main stage, harbor cruises, tug of war, filet contest, fresh seafood, grilled. Uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves, Alex. Oh, whoa. Okay. Obviously, I'm really excited about the Festival. Well, it's the 12th festival. Is it? Share some of the background about it. Yeah, so. Um, JEDC kind of joined forces with kind of the various industry uh, organizations out there um, to start putting on this festival to, to sort of celebrate and show off the maritime industry and what exactly that's made up of because maritime is really just any sort of anyone that really uses the water, right? So um, we see, you know, we've got uh, our seafood processes are, are part of that, uh, ports and harbors, uh, the, the, you know, even the cruise ships um, or the Coast Guard, Navy, uh, uh, mines, you know, anybody that uses our waterways is really considered part of the maritime industry. And so this was this festival is a great way to show what that exactly looks like, as well as ways in which um, those folks can, you know, be a part of our community. So what planning goes into the Maritime Festival? Lots and lots of planning goes into the Maritime Festival. As you all heard uh, very shortly ago, the amount of things that we have going on, um, it takes it takes a really big group to put all those things together. Um, so, yeah, we work really closely with, you know, Ports and Harbors, as well as uh, Taku and Alaska Glacier Seafoods, um, the Coast Guard. Uh, you know, I just think about who makes up sort of our planning committee. Um, and it's a really great, robust group that's really passionate about the festival um, that brings this all together. So now let's let's get to the activities, <laughs> yeah. since there will be plenty. Yes. But let's start with what's going to be happening at the waterfront. You've got a Coast Guard rescue demonstration. Yeah. So at 12.15, exactly 12.15, um, there will be a demonstration by the U.S. Coast Guard. Uh, they are bringing a helicopter, uh, and I believe it's actually like stationed in Sitka, and they bring it up for the Maritime Festival to show what a rescue mission looks like. Um, and so uh, we'll be... So the main... Main festival sort of happens at the Paradovich Plaza, which is just past the library downtown and that beautiful decking that they constructed recently, as well as the parking lot. Um, but the uh, Coast Guard demonstration is going to be in front of the CT dock, the cruise terminal dock, which is um, right next to the tram. So, I mean, it's going to be over on the water, but we do have a couple of cruise ships in that day. Some smaller, um, a smaller ship will be at that dock. So hopefully we won't see too much of a blockage there, but I think the best vantage point is going to be from the CT dock. And tell us about the the uh, cruises that will also be going on. Yeah, so the Harbor Cruises, um, this is an hour-long um, cruise on an Allen Marine ship uh, featuring tunes by DJ Manu, as well as a no-host bar. And we have hour-long sailings starting at 11.30 all the way up until 4. And so it's just a little Harbor Cruise that gets you out on the water to be to see all these things going on, just not just from the dock, but also from the actual water. Um, and it's, a, it's also kind of one of the ways that we help sort of fund this whole event because it takes a lot um, to make all this happen. And so um, participating and buying a ticket on the Harbor Cruise helps us kind of fund these efforts. And food. 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 There's always got to be food, obviously. Um, We do have some vendors lined up. I know Fornaroso is going to be there, V Cellar Door. Um, There's a few others that I just cannot uh, come to mind at the moment. We have quite a 
pretty good lineup, though. Um, but also a big part of the Maritime Festival is the uh, fillet contest. So we will have um, some awesome volunteers from Alaska Glacier Seafoods who will be cutting up and filleting perfectly um, rockfish and salmon donated by Taku. And that gets grilled up all day. So you can come down to the Mare Festival and grab some some free fish samples and try that fresh grilled fish. It's going to be fantastic. And tell us about the activities. You, there's going to be a tug of war. Yeah. So not only do we have this fillet contest, but we also have um, the tug of war. And so... We invite community groups to come in and sign up, and we have a, a trophy. Whoever ends up winning get, takes, gets to keep the trophy for the year. I believe it was the Coast Guard that won last year. Not surprising. Um, those guys are pretty fit. Those guys and ladies are very fit. Um, but yeah, any organization is welcome to participate. I think you need six team members, a variety of you know folks on your team, um, and they'll go head-to-head with the tug-of-war. Um, I you know, I think it's it's a great kind of team building experience and a really fun way to get involved with the Maritime Festival that you might not have thought of before. What about for the kids? Anything for them? Yeah, we have an entire kids corner. Um, so we have a number of uh, booths that are hosting activities like art and other sort of fun ways to engage with the kids. I know Allison is going to be there with um, with the STEM booth as well, so you can check out those robots in person. How exciting. Um, I believe we've got the maker space. We'll be doing some painting and things along those lines. So a really, I mean, and that's the entire time. So I think I had somebody ask me that was like, oh, like, I want to bring my kids. When's a good time to come? Anytime. I mean, this is a really family-friendly event. So whether you're checking out the vendor booths, watching Tug of War. I mean, I remember I took my my one-year-old last year and she was she sat there and watched the entire tug of war contest she was like like cheering (laughs) it was great um but then yeah we have these booths that are there the entire time but also even the main stage lineup like i love seeing kids getting up and dancing to live music and that's something that i feel like we've missed so much these past few years um so this is a great opportunity to get out in the sunshine and enjoy sort of the various aspects of the maritime fest and we're not just talking about one showing of live music, huh? It's, it'll be the during the entire thing? It's the entire lineup. Um, and so, actually, we kick off the um, the entire days, started off by the One People Canoe Society land down at the Wings Dock next to, you know, right in front of the waterfront, uh, the, oh my gosh, the wharf. And then um, they basically, like, are je- joined by the East Coo Dance Group, um, which is a multicultural dance group group and they kind of have this beautiful parade that comes makes its way up to the Pradovich Plaza and then they do an additional performance up at the top um, at the main stage so that kicks off the whole thing and then we have a lineup of great acts I know we've got Daryl Rolados um, Rochelle Smallwood um, uh, oh my gosh there's it's like we've got like a whole lineup from 11 a.m. up until 5 p.m. Um, and then our our headliner this year is the Navy Big Waves Brass Band um, and they are an eight-piece band including a, um, a vocalist and a drummer um, and they'll be playing hits as well as oldies and R&B so yeah ex- expect to like shake your groove thing out on the docks at the Maritime Fest if there's any any 
info we may have missed today where can folks check that out at? yeah so you can go online to jedc.org slash maritime festival and you can purchase tickets to, for the harbor cruises which by the way they're selling fast um, so definitely purchase those quickly um, same with the seaside sipping event we um, this was sponsored by Alaskan Brewing Company and Odom Corp as well as some of the other sort of beer producers around the state um, will be doing just a small beer tasting and you can buy tickets for that it's 15 bucks and that gets you nine nine samples um, and you can try a bunch of different things um, so those are the two ticket purchasing things that you can do online the rest is signing you can sign up for tug of war you can sign up for the flag contest you can you're just welcome to walk down and yeah enjoy it. check it all all the things um, I really quickly do have to thank some of our sort of big sponsors um, you know Alaska Airlines we do sell raffle tickets for a um, Alaska Airlines tickets as well as Alaska seaplanes tickets um, and so you can purchase those tickets at the festival to be entered into win um, Royal Caribbean is a very big sponsor of ours um, and actually the Alaskan bring public house is also one of the main stage sponsors um they're gonna help us help us make that happen this year so just so many people like the list of the list of sponsors that we have for this is incredible and it really makes a big difference well alex thank you for breaking down the entire event for <laughs> yeah. us today is there anything you'd like to add yeah uh, again if you want to figure out what's going on make sure you follow our facebook page um so maritime festival just juno maritime festival search for it on facebook you can get the rundown of the schedule um or check us out online at jedc.org slash maritime festival and that schedule and location one more time <laughs> that will be 11 a.m to 5 p.m at the pradovich plaza this saturday it's going to be beautiful juno do not miss out come downtown and enjoy the sun Sunshine. Well, you hear that weather. All right. <laughs> It'll be sunshine. Well, thank you, Alex. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Well, that's the program. We'll be speaking with the Southeast Alaska Conservation Council tomorrow. But thanks for listening today. May the 4th be with you. And come back next time on Action Line for the latest from Alaska's newsmakers.